What's going on everybody? This is Florian Fire and today we are going to be talking about Amnesia. We're going to be talking about Jump Force. We're going to be talking about a couple other things guys. Just really news that came out of Gamescom. Um, I'm still feeling just a little under the weather. I do have a little bit of a cough still and uh, my nose is still a little stuffy and everything like that. But other than that, I'm doing good. Uh, so I'm back in the studio today guys. This is a standard episode, episode 6 for the podcast, uh, in addition to all the bonus episodes and everything like that. But um, we're going to go ahead and run the intro, guys, and then we'll get right back to you as soon as that's over. guys and welcome back to the podcast today we're going to be talking about uh news that came out of gamescom news that came that didn't come out of gamescom and to kick things off we're going to be talking about daisy daisy is going to be launching on xbox one on august 31st um if you're not familiar with daisy it was an arma 3 mod that started out on pc and then made its way over to ps4 i believe and now it's coming to xbox one um, it spawned that whole permadeath survival crafting genre that uh, Rust and like Ark Survival Evolve take after. Um, that Daisy was the one who who made that that genre real big, kind of like what Fortnite and PUBG did for the battle royale genre. And Daisy's also, from what I've heard, pretty a controver- It's a pretty controversial game because it a lot of players claim it's an abandoned project. Um, that it never is going to get any better. It's never going to leave early access just because it's it's so bad. And it hasn't gotten any better for the last three to four years that it's been released. Um, at least from what I'm reading, I've never played Daisy, guys. So I don't know. I've I don't own a PlayStation, so I'd like to, but I don't. So you know, I can't I can't really speak to the quality of the game. Um, this is just purely going based off of what I've read and what I've in uh, reviews and articles and stuff like that. Um, it's it's the progenitor for that whole. When does a game stop being early access and start being an abandoned project mentality? Because there are some games that just never leave early access. It's a fact of the whole early access, you know, Steam Greenlight thing is that sometimes there are games that just never leave that that whole program, that whole early access thing. And the developers take the money they got and run and start another project and leave this broken buggy mess behind to just eventually slowly die. Um... But, you know, it's coming to Xbox One, guys. So if if you're interested, August 29th, Daisy will be there. Um, also, Amnesia, uh, the Amnesia series, which is the opposite side of that. Um, it's coming to Xbox One on August 31st. The Amnesia series is a survival horror game that focuses on, from what I've read, um, never played this game either, guys. But from what I've read, it focuses on uh, like puzzle-solving elements and like uh, a bit of mystery and intrigue more so than it does combat. Um, but it'll be coming August 31st, guys, and that includes The Dark Descent, which is the first game. That includes Machine for Pigs, which is the second game, the sequel to A Dark Descent. And there's a DLC in there uh, named Justine. It 
there's no word on whether or not the game will be Xbox One X enhanced. Um, they don't. I don't think it will be. It's not too old of a game, and I think enhancing it for the Xbox One X One X will make it not. It'll kind of ruin the game because the game has a very particular aesthetic. But uh, in addition to that, guys. Uh, Jump Force, which is the, if you're an anime fan like me, you're pretty stoked for this game. Um, it, it's the game where you get to mash up all your favorite anime heroes and villains, and they all have to fight the big bad in the game. Um, no word on what the actual story is, but coming out of Gamescom, guys, we had a new roster peak and a new bit of gameplay to show, and it... It includes some pretty some pretty awesome characters, some characters that I definitely wouldn't have thought would have been in there that I didn't think were close enough to mainstream to make it. Um, Gon and Hisoka, both from Hunter Hunter, are going to be in there, which means we'll probably see uh, Killua in there at some point. Um, Ichigo and Rukia from Bleach are going to be in there, which, you know, obviously they've got to be there. Um, you've got your Naruto and your Sasuke, which means we're probably going to be seeing... If I had to take a guess, Kakashi. Um, I don't think they would put Sakura in there. Maybe if you wanted to, they put they'll put her in there if you want to do the whole Team Seven thing. But um, we're gonna include Luffy, Zoro, and Blackbeard all from the One Piece universe, which means we'll probably see other characters from One Piece. Um, you know, I doubt those will be the only three. And then we're also going to see Frieza, Goku, and Vegeta, guys. So we've got a pretty broad range of characters from all over. Uh, we'll probably see, there's probably going to be a lot of characters in there. I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if we see some SAO characters in there, like Kirito and Asuna. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, um, more Dragon Ball Z characters in there. Obviously, Dragon Ball Z is a huge thing right now with Dragon Ball Super, um, being dubbed and still going in the dubbed form. So Dragon Ball Super is really big right now. And then plus in Japan, they've got the Dragon Ball Super, the new Dragon Ball Super movies um, going wild over there. And then I wouldn't also be surprised, guys. Like I said, there's some characters in here. I really, when I saw um, Gon and Hisoka, I was kind of shocked because I didn't think Hunter Hunter was far enough on the mainstream radar to get them put into a game. Um, you know, I, I've really, I've wished there was a Hunter Hunter game for a while, but I just, I never could get, anyone to really know what hunter hunter was outside of my anime friends like even people that don't watch anime know what naruto is and they know what bleach is because it's a run on mainstream cable tv but hunter hunter hasn't um you know even some shows that did run on on like adult swim and stuff like code geass uh, i know a lot of people that don't even know what code geass is within the anime community so i don't know what exactly, you know, who's going to, what the criteria is for being decided who goes in this game. But I hope that we see, I think the number I saw was like 50. Like they wanted to put in like 50 characters or something like that. Like it was crazy. Um, you know, and I hope that they put in enough characters in there that they get a lot of different feeling and different playing characters to make them not all feel the same. Because my concern is, is when you have a roster that big, you have a lot of characters that play the same, which obviously, guys, you know, it doesn't do you any good to have 50 characters if you have 25 unique characters that, and you have two of each that play exactly the same. Um, you know, that doesn't do you any good to have 50 characters because then people are going to feel like, you know, everything is start. It starts to feel samey. Um, you know, when you when you've got 
because you might pick, you know, let's suppose you pick, um, you know, Ichigo and Ruki on your team, and they both play exactly the same. They both feel exactly the same. They don't move any different. They don't attack any different. Like, you f- you're going to feel like they're the same. You're not playing two different people. Uh, and eventually, it's going to contribute to people feeling like the game is losing quality. But, you know, I, I just hope that they can find a way to fix that old... It's a really old issue that's been running back for a long time in fighting games. When you start to get big rosters, you start to kind of make characters feel the same And I don't know if it's intentional to say, well, now there's a good version of this fighting style and a bad guy version of this fighting style. Or if it's just because you've run out of... You've, you've run through so many characters that you can't remember what they all play like and what they're all supposed to have as a core set of like mechanics and the way they feel. So you end up creating a character that's similar because you've forgotten you've already created another character that's, you know, halfway the same character. Um, so I'm not entirely sure, but I hope that's a problem that doesn't show up in Jump Force because I'm super excited for this game, guys. And then also coming out of Gamescom, uh, a game that's very, well, I say a game, but it's more of a series that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Ace Combat 7, guys, slated for release January 19th. And let me tell you guys, man, this game looks phenomenal. Project Aces is doing a great job. The planes look beautiful. The, The plants, or not the plants, the plants, the, um planet itself the 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 ground and the surroundings and the envi- the environment that's the word i'm looking for the environment looks really good clouds look really good the ground looks really good even from way up in the sky um as you get closer you don't really lose detail like you did in the older ace combat games which is awesome and uh it just looks awesome and i hope the campaign can live up to like an Ace Combat Zero kind of campaign. Um, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I just posted not that long ago that Ace Combat Zero is one of my all-time favorite games ever, and it's definitely my favorite Ace Combat game. Um, I really liked Ace Combat 4, uh, the whole story of Yellow 13 and the little boy who followed him. That was a great story in my opinion. But, um, you know, there's something about Yuri Lowenthal in Ace Combat Zero at the end... The game itself was awesome, but the end of the game, where the reporter finds uh, Pixie Folk, Larry Folk, at the uh, on the border, and he's fighting. You know, he's decided that he's going to find his own reasons to fight and stuff like that on the border, down in the in the trenches instead of up in the sky. And you know, he tells the reporter that you shooting him down kind of helped him come to that realization that he didn't really know what he was fighting for anymore and everything like that. And I think that's just a great scene. I think that uh, Yuri Lowenthal does a great job acting it out. Um, the whole game, guys, plays on this relationship between you and Pixie Folk and your wing- as your wingman, and it's just... Man, it's great. The soundtrack for that game is great. I'm a huge fan of all the Spanish-influenced guitar music in there. Um, a lot of flamenco music, a lot of classical Spanish music in there. Um, I was a huge fan of the whole Demon of the Round Table thing. Um, the the choose your way to play where you were the knight or the mercenary or the pilot or the ace. Excuse me, not, pilot, not just pilot, you were an ace. Where you could choose to how you played the game and then the whole, the whole splash title cards with 
whenever a new squadron would come to challenge you on the round table, you'd, they'd get a whole introduction of like who their people were and like their insignia and what squadron number they were. And like, it was crazy. Like you got so much information. And I think, I just think Ace Combat Zero was really, really well done. Um, and I really hope that they can recapture me for that because I love Ace Combat and I don't think I've ever played an Ace Combat game I didn't like. Um, the only Ace Combat game I've never played was Ace Combat 5, The Unsung War, and any of the newer ones on like PS4 and stuff like that. Um, you know, the last one I played was Ace Combat 0 back... I actually was on my honeymoon with my wife and I bought a PlayStation 2 at the mall because the guy was selling a copy of Ace Combat Zero and I hadn't seen a copy in like five years or like six years. And I got so excited that I just, I straight up just bought a PS, a PS2 on the spot from him and went and spent like an hour and a half on my honeymoon playing Ace Combat in the hotel room. I think I might've made my wife mad, but you know, yes, I bought I bought dinner afterward. It was fine, but no, I was just super excited. And I got as soon as we got home from the honeymoon, I sat there and I played through the whole game, just like straight through because I loved it so much, and it was just as good as I remembered it. Um, which is surprising that those even Ace Combat Four and stuff. When I look at gameplay footage on YouTube, they still look remarkably well. Um, you know, given that they're PS2 era games. And, you know, the voice acting holds up all right. It's not great, but it holds up better than a lot of other things. So I just, I think Project Ace is, is a phenomenal, com I think Bandai Namco does a great job of capturing the whole, the whole romanticized feeling of like pilots. And I really hope that when Ace Combat 7 comes out, that they bring that back um, I really want a romanticized, a heavily romanticized, just like pilots are just the bees, the bees knees, they're the tits, like pilots are the shit. And, you know, like Ace Combat 4 captured that for you, Ace Combat 0 got it for you. Um, I'm, like I said, never played Ace Combat 5, but I'm, from what I've heard from my friends that played it, that game was the same way where when you were playing in Ace Combat 5, you felt like you were just, you felt awesome because people were like, yeah, like it's, it's that guy, the nameless ace or whatever in the squadron. And you were just, you know, in Ace Combat 4, you were Mobius 1 and everyone loved Mobius 1. And in Ace Combat 0, you were Cypher. Everyone loved Cypher. Um, I've been seeing a lot of crazy theories out there that are supposed to connect Ace Combat 7 to Ace Combat 0 and Ace Combat 4 and Ace Combat 5 and how all these games supposedly interconnect with each other. And I just don't get it. Um, you know, I'm like, maybe I'm just crazy, but I don't see the connection. Uh, I think it would be cool if we would run into like Larry Folk or like Cypher or um, a lot of people are speculating that Yellow 13 is going to be in the game. And I'm like, didn't we didn't we shoot him down? I thought we shot him down and killed him. Um, but I'm not sure, guys. But um that brings us to the news segment, guys. I kind of got off on a tangent there. But that's the end of the news segment. And I'm going to be doing a review for you guys today. I know I didn't mention it in the intro. But I'm going to be doing a review for you guys of Spin Tires Mud Runner. Now, you're going to have to bear with me here. Because Spin Tires Mud Runner does not sound like a very exciting game. And it's not. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not an exciting game. Hmm. 
but at its core, at its very, 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 very deepest core, it is about one thing and one thing only. You give, you are given a challenge, and you have to beat the challenge. That's it. That's there's no, it's it's not like complicated mechanics. There's no Castlevania style gameplay. It's very very simple. Um, so Spin Tires Mud Runner is a game developed by. I'm not actually sure. It's an indie studio. It's not a very, very big studio. But the game is centered around... um, You drive huge... And when I say huge, I mean huge trucks through, like, the Siberian tundra, through, like, forests and, like, mud. and, And your whole thing is to deliver lumber from, like, a lumber kiosk to a sawmill for processing. And that's the whole point of the game. And they give you different maps and stuff like that to play on, but you'll have, like... When I say these trucks are big, man, I mean some of these trucks... Like, one of the trucks you can drive is, like, the truck they load, like, Scud missiles onto the back. They're, like, the big Scud trucks. Um, You know, huge eight-wheel monstrosities designed to just absolutely, like, to not stop, you know... And this whole game focuses around that. And it's so, it's very simplistic and it's very frustrating um, because the whole game, you have these trucks and you can set your differential. You can, you can lock your differential. You can use all wheel drive. You cannot. Um, there's a bunch of different trucks to choose from. And I think now, even with the free DLCs, there's like eight maps or nine maps. And, um, uh, the game itself focuses around a very simple, very simple mechanics. Um, you have to control your tire, your wheel spin in the mud and in the water and stuff like that to keep traction to get through this mud. And you have to climb over rocks and your trees and everything like that. As a, it doesn't sound like a very exciting game unless you just, I mean, at its purest form, in its purest form, it's ju- it's simply about getting point A to point B. And having to traverse the most ridiculously difficult terrain ever. I mean, there's there is mud sections in this game where the mud is like up over your tires and your ti- you know, it's like three and four foot deep mud, and you have to like get your truck to root through it by keeping traction while you've got you know fifty foot logs loaded on the back of your truck or twenty four foot logs. You got a twenty four foot logging load in the back. And you've got to root your tr- your trailer through the mud to get you know uh, through the thing, and you've got to ford rivers. Um, the whole game, guys, is just crazy. Like it's insane. Um, it's super super fun if you're into that whole thing. Um, me and my buddy, you can play it multiplayer. Me and my buddy play it all the time. We play it together. Uh, you will get frustrated at this game because sometimes things just. Sometimes things just don't work. Um, You'll think you're okay, and then you'll get stuck somewhere because you'll lose traction, and you'll spin your tires just a little too much and get stuck in some two-foot-deep mud, and then there's nothing you can do. you got to winch yourself out. Um, Sometimes you'll damage your truck, and it's just really tough. It's a super tough game. Excuse me. And... um, yeah, it's just super fun though, guys. It's like the Dark Souls of driving game, of driving's games, driving games. Blah. But um, 
Yeah, it. I recommend you guys go pick it up. It's on the Xbox One store. It's on Steam as well. I believe it's on PS4. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, and they are coming out with the DLC that is set in America. Uh, it's supposed to be set in, I think he said, Montana and Idaho, uh, from what my buddy was telling me. And you're going to be using American-made trucks now. Uh, they're not going to be uh, Soviet-built uh, trucks and everything like that. But, I mean, it's just super fun, guys. And there's a real sense of accomplishment when you beat a level um, because the levels are so challenging. And the difficulty ramps up pretty hard. Uh, you've got the first level, which is like nothing. And then by the time you get to the third level, you're like, what the hell? Like, I've got a four. Like, the last level is called... The last level for the main game is called Deluge. And you have to, like... It's basically the Mississippi River. Like, you have to somehow ford your truck and your logging load through the Mississippi River. And there's very, 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 very real possibility of you... If you're off kilter by just a little bit, the current will absolutely just tip your truck over. It'll it'll pick your truck up and carry you downriver, and you'll be stuck. Uh, your truck will stall out, and it'll be stuck in the river, and there's nothing you can do about it because you'll have to swap to another truck. Or if that was your logging load, you'll have to get another truck and drive all the way over to the kiosk and get the logs and then try to find another way to cross the river. Um it's super hard, guys. Super fun, super rewarding to play. Um, you know, so if you guys, if that sounds like something that's right up your alley, I really recommend that you guys go check it out. It's a super fun game. But with that being said, guys, that takes us to the end of the podcast. Sorry, I've been kind of off kilter today. I've been on cough syrup and everything like that for the whole day and try not to cough into your guys' faces. So, hopefully by next week, guys, this cough is gone and uh, my my, conge- my chest congestion is gone and everything like that. But as always, guys, thanks for listening. This has been Want to Play Some Games. I've been Florian Fire, and if you like what you hear here or if you like what you hear on any other podcast, find me on Twitter, find me on Facebook, find me on Patreon, contribute to that Patreon, help me get a new recording studio and start some new podcasts for you guys on maybe some new topics um, you know, anybody can tell you here, guys, I'm, I put out bonus episodes all the time. So anytime you guys want to put out, uh, you guys want me to put out some, a topic, then you can, uh, you can just let me know. And I'll, if you guys want a game, have a game you want me to review, you know, send it to me on Twitter or something like that. And I'll see if I can't pick up a copy of it and check it out. And we'll be back again next Sunday about this time, guys. Um, maybe a little bit later. Cause I think I'm working next Sunday. I don't know yet. But, um, you know, this isn't my full-time job. As you guys know, I do this for fun. It's a hobby. I do it because you guys love it. I do it because I love to do it. And, you know, I'd love to do it full-time. So if you guys want me to do it full-time, the only thing I can tell you is get out to that Patreon because that's the only way it's going to be a reality. But thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back as soon as I can. Probably going to put out some bonus episodes this week if this cough clears up, hopefully. Uh, If not, I will definitely see you guys next Sunday, though.